You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. And, Tony, we talk about the beauty of DFS being that, you know, with injury, you could just move on to the next week. But it is a sad day because everybody was so excited about what this kid, Deshaun Watson, can do. And then, lo and behold, in practice today, the Houston Texans have now confirmed that Deshaun Watson has torn his ACL. He will have surgery. He will miss the rest of the 2017 season. It's got to be a big blow, huh, Tone? Oh, this is crazy. I remember when, this afternoon I was uh, looking at things and they uh, added him to the injury report, but nobody thought it was a big deal. I, that was at 412. He was added to the injury report, and it was a sore knee. Description comes from Houston Chronicles' John McClain. Like, nobody thought there was anything uh, here. And an hour and a half later, it's all over Deshaun Watson. And, and it's crazy when you think about how much that impacts fantasy owners. Because it's not only going to want Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, DeAndre Fuller, Hopkins, right? Will so Fuller. Fuller. Right, we look at all that, and Hopkins, I still think, is going to get his. Yeah. He, you know, he won't be putting up the numbers he put up before, but he'll still be a top-flight guy. And what they're going to do at quarterback here, I went and looked at the two leagues that um, that I play in, yep. and because Deshaun Watson wasn't drafted, those people have quarterbacks. Like, one team had Kirk Cousins, another had Drew Brees. So it's not like when you lose Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was your first quarterback there, so teams might be able to survive this. Maybe, but then again, you know, if you had Deshaun Watson, maybe you were already making trades from a position of strength earlier in the season because you were ready to ride with Deshaun Watson as your only quarterback moving forward. I got to tell you this, we have more news crossing, Tony. Uh... Howard Blazer is reporting that Texans owner Bob McNair, interestingly enough, right after his inmates run in the prison comments, says he has signed off on working out Colin Kaepernick following the season-ending injury to Deshaun Watson. Wouldn't that be an interesting way for an owner to all of a sudden show that he, like, you know, relates to his players? Yeah, he's almost put himself in the corner where he has no uh, other way to turn and it's going to be interesting because you don't know if this guy can actually play in the NFL at this stage. And uh, they're almost forced to uh, putting him on the roster. Not play him uh, as a starter, but at least put him on the roster. Yeah, because like the argument can be made. Maybe he's not one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, but he's probably one of the best 96 quarterbacks in the world. So, listen, we got a lot to discuss. We had a big game night in the NBA yesterday. I don't know if you saw, Tony, the lineup did pretty good. He had people hitting me up on Twitter saying they want a little bit of cash because of our lineup on lineup lock last night. So we're going to go over that and also... So we talked quarterbacks a little bit earlier in the in the week. Today we got a big show. We are doing running backs, wideouts, and tight ends. We're trying to help you get a little bit more cash in the NFL as we go into week nine. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, we're talking skill positions for week nine. You want to make some money? Come on back. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, I told you I got hit up a bunch on Twitter last night saying that we did a, we did a good job in the association. How, was, uh, how did your lineups do? You get it? Uh, you cash? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, it went really good last night. I mean, it didn't win any tournaments, but cashed in all those tournaments. That was uh, so. It was a good lineup. We we came together, yeah, and we had a couple cheap guys with a couple expensive guys. And uh, to tell you the truth, tonight, not even playing NBA tonight because of uh, the two games there. It's a good night to take a night off, people. Watch a little football, regroup from that World Series. Maybe get yourself, you know, in parade form. Yeah, absolutely. If you're out there, maybe down in Houston, then you can get yourself in parade form. But, Tony, we got to get the people ready for week nine of the NFL season because people come over here to win some cash, and we got to give them running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends today. So, as you know, we always put them up on the polls on Twitter. You can follow along at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. Let's look at some of these running backs. What we're going to do for running backs is we're going to do overall, then we're going to go shopping at the bargain basement. So up here right now, you got Mark Ingram at 7,600, Kareem Hunt at 8,600, Buck Allen at 43, and then Lamar Miller at 62. And Tony, let me start right with Lamar Miller. You probably you made this poll before the Deshaun Watson news came out. He's getting 27% of the support from our voters. Lamar Miller at 6,200. On the one hand, I can see this being a little bit of a help to Lamar Miller. Maybe they rely on the run game. But on the other hand, I can could see it shutting them down because I think this is a um, a hit to the entire offense overall. How do you think the Watson news impacts Lamar Miller? I think it's going to be a negative to tell you the truth. You know, you're right. In most cases, we can look at it as being a positive, but Lamar Miller has never benefited from extra work and extra carries, right? His play's actually gone downhill. When we see him at his pinnacle, it's with the 15 carries or so that he gets in the, in the game. The Dolphins and the Houston Texans go back that way. And he's dealing with the knee injury. He was limited in practice today. So that Indianapolis Colts defense, I'll tell you right now, I thought they would exploit them. I thought we'd have a field day. I thought he was the second best option out of this poll. Hmm. Now I'd probably stay away from him. Yeah, I agree with you. I, at, le- at, at worst case scenario, it's kind of a wait and see. For me, you know, I'm not going to ride out there right away. I will tell you this. I'm pissed off on this one, Tony, because I thought so many people were going to be on the Deshaun Watson and either D-Hop or Fuller stack. And I was really excited about being on the Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack, which I thought was the best play. And now I feel like that's just going to be a lot higher owned. So I'm a little bit upset about that. But speaking of the Saints, you have Mark Ingram, who's at 7,600. Uh, 36% of the people are voting for Mark Ingram. 
Ingram. Sounds like he should be in our poll tomorrow as we build the people's lineup. What do you think about Mark Ingram in a tasty matchup? I think he's the best play at running back on the board. I, I When I look at what – I went back and did the research. Last year he had a game that he fumbled twice, and he was able to get the ball again the next game. Actually more carries than in that game that he fumbled twice. So Peyton did not hold it against it. So I think he goes back out against a very porous Tampa Bay defense, and he'll finish in the upwards of 20-plus points in this game, he's catching the ball out of the backfield. He had six receptions in the Chicago game, four in week seven against Green Bay, five in uh, against Detroit, and four. And those are big when you're talking about a guy that runs for 100 yards yeah. and then gets four or five receptions. That's a, that's a ton. Absolutely. You know another guy who runs for 100 yards and then also gets some ca- uh, touches in the pass game is Kareem Hunt out of Kansas City, Tony. But I want to ask you about Kareem Hunt because he has not gotten into the end zone since week three. He's sort of declined and then up against that top-ranked Denver rush defense last week, he only had about 68 yards from scrimmage, did not get in the end zone. Do you believe that the Cowboys defense that he'll be facing is the elixir for his his ways. I have him in my lineup. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way this week. Yeah, I would put him as the number two back now uh, behind um, Ingram here. So I think if you wanted to go both in the backfield, you could. I think a lot of people will get off Kareem Hunt because we're fickle in DFS. And Recency bias. Guys that burn him. Yeah, and he put up them nine fantasy points, but it's actually been a little bit now. It's been a, more than that. It's been five games in a row where saying. he has not put up 20 fantasy points. He had 19, 17, 16, 15, 9. Those are okay numbers, except when you're paying $8,600 to get a guy, you can't have that. You need 25 fantasy points. Yeah, I completely agree with you, but I do think the bounce back comes, and I think it comes this week against that Dallas Cowboys defense, so I am personally going to ride out with Kareem Hunt. Hey, Tony, I look at your uh, other poll of what we call like the bargain basement, the cheaper running backs, and I see that you have Kenyon Drake in there as an option. Can I ask you, in general, what do you think? about the Dolphins running backs because to be quite honest in the PPR format that DraftKings has I almost think Damian Williams might be a better play than Kenyon Drake which Dolphins running back do you think scores more in PPR formats on Sunday I think Kenyon Drake gets more touches, and I think you're right. Damon Williams could get more points because of the PPR scoring format. And if he gets that, and if you go back to last season, uh, Damon Williams actually got goal line carries when Jay Ajayi didn't. So you could hit it here. So you could get a guy that's the PPR and goal line vulture? That sounds a lot better to me than the early down in between the 20s work. Sounds like we're talking Williams greater than sign Drake. Yeah, yeah, but uh, here's the whole thing. When you look at it, there hasn't been one rush inside the five-yard line by any Miami running back this season. So no Miami running back has rushed within the five-yard line this season. And there's no top 20 running back performances any week this year. And now we're talking the second and third string. So I don't know what the upside is, to be honest with you. It doesn't look like there is any. No, fair enough. I hear you. I actually had Drake in my lineup when I made my first lineup early this week when I heard the news. But since then, my thinking has evolved and I have some other players. Let me ask you the same kind of thing conceptually as it relates to the Philadelphia Eagles backfield, Tony. I mean, to be quite honest, I'm staying away from all three of these guys. 
guys. I think all yeah. three of them have something of a role that uh, is, you know, that will be their role and not really get you much. I think Ajayi is going to be that 20 to 20 early down guy. I think LGBT rights is going to be the goal line vulture, much like he was in New England. And interestingly enough, I still think Wendell Smallwood will be on the field in third downs, two-minute drills, passing situations, almost rendering all of them below the cut line of what I really want in a running back. All right, so you're 100% right that they all of them, ah, the price is too high because here's the problem. All these guys have the same price tag like when they were in their roles. Right. Like Smallwood is still considered, you know, the the uh, the uh, every down back or the third down back. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out there. Then they bring Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi's got a $5,700 price tag. That's like a starting back when he was in Miami, so you can't play him. I think, though, going forward, Jay Ajayi is going to be the third down back and catch the ball in the backfield. He did it in college, and he wanted to do it in Miami, and they raved about how good he was catching the ball. Yet this offense, I don't know what the hell is going on there in Miami. They never gave him that opportunity. So that's why I think Philadelphia lurched on him, and they gave up a fourth-round pick for him. So he's going to have to get his playing time. I think Wendell Small was the guy that loses out here. Yeah, that could be the case. That could be the case. But uh, I'm going to wait and see regardless because they're also up against Denver this week. You know Denver's running defense is very stout. Why take a chance before those roles get a little bit more clarified? Hey, Tony, let me ask you this. You got Marshawn Lynch on the poll as well. This is a guy I personally want no part of, okay? I know he was suspended last week. He's coming back. Maybe he's going to be running hard with more in the tank. I think it's an interesting matchup as well, Sunday against the Dolphins, but I kind of, I'm going elsewhere. Why do you have Beast Mode on the poll? Well, I have Beast Mode on the poll because it's an attractive matchup, right? I don't know if he actually practiced today. He didn't show up at practice yesterday. It was light practice, no pads, but they expected him to be there. So I don't even know if he showed up for practice today. If he didn't show up, that'd be a great thing um, because then we could get back to Dwayne Washington or Jalen Richard. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going on here, but it is a good matchup. They're 24th in the league against the run. I think that whoever is the Raiders back, they're cheap and they're going to have a good defense to go up against. All right, well, I have the same question for you about Adrian Peterson, who is currently leading our poll, Tony. 35% of the people, I am not on this play. I, I'm staying away from all of the Arizona Cardinals without Carson Palmer. I think they fall in the category of bad offense that will score 13 or fewer points. Why would I want shares of AP? I'll tell you what. I like uh, all the Arizona guys this week. I really? like Bruce Stanton, and I like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, You're just playing against the defense against San Fran? Yeah. They're bad against every single, right, every single facet of a defense they are poor against. So I think it's a great opportunity here. And I think what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do, they want to win the game. So we could get back to the 20-plus touches for Adrian Peterson. Now, is he going to go 5.2 yards a carry, or is he going to go 1.9, which we saw against the Rams? Probably somewhere in the middle, three points. So I think he gets 70, 80 yards. I think he gets in the end zone. And I like Drew Stanton this week if you're going to use a cheap quarterback. All right, fair enough. But last time it was a field goal kicking contest between these two teams. We talk wide receivers up next. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, Lineup Lock Live. 
Hey, this is Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row right, and you win two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes, so make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata as we talk about the skill players for Week 9, getting you ready to win some cash in DFS, just like we helped you win some cash in the NBA last night. Tony, you mentioned Jay Ajayi and how he was a little bit of a pass catcher back in college. You know, so that got my mind thinking about, you know, Ajayi in college back at Boise State. And remember that dramatic win they had in the bowl game over Oklahoma? Do you remember that they're running back, their other running back, Johnson, then right after that proposed right on the field. Did you see how Carlos Correa took a page out of that book last night, right after the World Series? He went over to his lady and dropped down on one knee and uh, proposed at the same right there? Yeah, that that was amazing. And I got to ask you, did you was, was, what was going to happen if they lost that game? Was he going to do it another day or I was guess. it going to happen there? How was how that going to go down? And I'll tell you what. That's confidence though, right? Those, uh, yeah, that's a lot of confidence. No, it's not really, actually. You put the woman in a bad yeah, it's spot. True. There's no it's way true. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Say no right there? 30,000 people there, right? 30,000 people there. They start throwing stuff at her and everything, and yeah. uh, they go after her. Like, it would be a mob scene. Yeah, Tony, you're right. But remember off air to tell, uh, for me to tell you about the time I had a prank war with one of my friends, and we put up a fake proposal on the stadium scoreboard at a game that we knew him and his girlfriend were going to. I'll tell you about the reaction to that one That's a little amazing. bit later on That's off a great air. Idea. Oh, yeah. Trust me. It was a great idea. Trust me. It was a great idea. <laughs> All right, Tony. We just talked about some of the running backs. Um, a lot of the people are going with Mark Ingram at 7,600, and they like Adrian Peterson at 5,600. Tony, I want to ask you about one running back who I have in my lineup right now was not on your polls. This is a guy coming off a bye who, if I can get him healthy, I will, playing the Baltimore Ravens, who are the 30th-ranked rush defense. I'm talking about DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray's been banged up a little bit, the hamstring, the blah, blah, blah. He had a full bye to try to rest up. I believe this is going to be the healthiest he is for the rest of the season. Season, facing the 30th best rush defense in the league. Maybe no Delaney Walker. I'm not sure about Corey Davis. Exotic smash mouth after all. Call me crazy. I, I just don't like this guy's health. Not only did he have the hamstring injury that he was dealing with, he's uh, had a, sh- a shoulder injury that he injured in the last game he played in. So, And you have the other running back there. But so every I time I think the other up. running back is going to pop off, he winds up getting three carries for eight yards, Tony. All right, so here's the problem, though. Here's the only problem. DeMarco Murray's only had two good games the whole season. He's had 18 against Indianapolis, and he had 22 against Seattle of all teams, right? So there's no rhyme or reason to anything he's done. The rest have been 10 points or less. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, he's going to have his third big game of the year uh, on Sunday at home against the Baltimore Ravens. That's all. We shall see. We shall see, Tony. That's why they play the games, you know? 
Yeah, I just think, you know, when you put the eggs in the basket, certain eggs look better than the other eggs. Like, some are a little cracked, some are a little deformed. I like a perfect oval egg. All right, I got to come over to your house on Easter Sunday and find out what kind of eggs you're working with. Hey, Tony, on the poll, and this is, again, before news of the Deshaun Watson injury, you asked, would you pay the price for DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins is at 9200 on DraftKings. 71% of the people said that that was too expensive. This was before Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson went down. Now could a guy like D-Hop or Will Fuller be like the ultimate contrarian play because you know everyone's running away from these guys absolutely would be absolutely i wouldn't play will fuller because uh everything there when we get a couple catches and he always gets in the end zone the uh, touchdowns are definitely going to drop so i think it could still go hopkins i wouldn't do it but i think it gives you a contrarian play if you're going to play five six seven lineups you want to put one of them with Hopkins in there, you'll be all right. I think he'll he'll still get a bunch of targets there. It'll be great to see if Tom Savage all of a sudden put up some big numbers. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. I remember going into the preseason that De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins was actually advocating for Tom Savage because he knew that he would get a yeah. bunch of targets. Remember at the end of last year, I think there was a couple of games in a row where D-Hop wound up with like 13, 14 targets per game with Tom Savage after they made the switch away from Brock Osweiler. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, let's put it this way. If I'm a quarterback with the Houston Texans, I know where my bread is buttered, and it's throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. So I agree with you that the fuller, I might go off him, uh, but D-Hop is still going to get his opportunity. Hey, Tony, at the wide receiver position, you have up as your top four plays in this poll, Doug Baldwin at 6,900, T.Y. Hilton at 49, Michael Thomas at 7,200, and Devin Funches at 5,400. Tony, the people are voting Devin Funches. I also like Devin Funches, especially after the trade of Kelvin Benjamin earlier in the week. I know, Tony, you mentioned guys like um, Curtis Samuel and others, but you got to figure Funches slide in to be the uh, leading target getter for the Panthers this week, right? Yeah, he's going to be the leading target getter. There's no doubt about it. I just wonder how many more targets he can actually get because he was the leading target getter even with Benjamin there over the last few games, right? We saw him get up only to six uh, last game, but he had an eight, he had a nine, he had an eight prior to that, a nine, a ten. So he was already close to ten in every game. So do we get him up to 12 or 13? If we do... That's going to bring him up to some big numbers. I think you're going to have comfort in that offense with him, and I think he's going to be there. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to end up with the guy with the most uh, targets Mm. in this offense at the end of the day. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to be most sought in the passing game. Okay, fair enough. Christian McCaffrey has been getting a ton of carries, uh, a ton of targets. The only problem is he hasn't made anybody miss all season long. I think his yards after contact is one of the lowest that we've seen, right? No, that's wrong. That's, that's wrong? That's 100% wrong. Here's the, here's the funniest thing. He's the second best yards after catch in the National Football League, but yards after contact running the ball, he's, he's the worst. Okay, so in the passing game, he's doing all right, but they're not able yeah. to use him in the run game. Is that what, that's what you're saying, Tom? You're right. He's, yeah, he's absolutely the worst in the uh, National Football League. Uh, yards after contact during the run. But in the passing game, he's second, and I, I forget who was first uh, 
uh, in the league. I'll look that up during the break. But he's uh, second by – and he's got like a 30, 40-yard lead over the guy that's in third place. All right, fair enough. So maybe if they use CMC more in the passing game, it is a, uh, a boon to his value. Let me ask you, though, about another guy on this poll. Tony, I believe that there is no more disrespected, underappreciated wide receiver in the NFL than Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin just week in and week out gets, you know, gets nine catches is the guy who's used on third down, used in the red zone. Russell Wilson locks in on him, yet for some reason he is not respected as a wideout one the way he should be. And I'm looking at his price tag of only 6900 Can you find a safer play on the board than Doug Baldwin? No. No, I, I absolutely can't. I, I think he is a play. I think the $6,900 price tag is great. And the number one uh, receiver yards after catch is actually Chris Thompson. He's 140 yards better than any other player in the NFL. And guess what? He's played one less game. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson has been absolutely a weapon in the past game. So has Christian McCaffrey. Doug Baldwin we like as a pretty safe play. Tony, I have Mike Thomas in my lineup, okay, at 7,200 because I was stacking him with Drew Brees in that matchup against Tampa Bay. I thought that was the way to go. I'm worried now. Is he going to be uh, real heavily owned now this week after the Deshaun Watson news? Yeah. I think absolutely he will be. I think there would have been people on him before, but with these price tags, right? I think you say you can go sixty nine hundred Doug Baldwin. I think you can go seventy two hundred Mike Thomas, and you can go ahead and get those guys in your lineup uh, there, and then just find one guy to drop down the four or five thousand dollar range. So I think you get both those guys there. You stay away from Hopkins. You stay away from Julio Jones. Stay away from Mike Evans. And A.J. Green has to play the Jacksonville defense. So you have to stay away from those top guys. And you can fit two of these guys in your lineup. Fair enough. So does that mean, Tony, that A.J. Green might catch the cat scratch fever this week going up against those (laughs) Jacksonville Jaguars? We shall see. I'll have to ask my guys, Mikey Florio and Frank Stanfield. Hey, Tony, you mentioned that you need to find one guy down at the 4,000 range, right, to be able to fit these other two wideouts. So let's look at this poll we got. We have Tyler Lockett at 4,600, Jeremy Macklin at 4,000, TJ Jones at 3,500, and then Russell Shepard at 3,100. Jeremy Macklin, in his return for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, looked pretty good. And now they go up against this Tennessee defense, you know, which is can be had, I believe, against the pass. They ranked 19th in the league, but they have a long history of being burned by the pass. I like Jeremy Macklin, but Tony, I don't believe in the Ravens' offense. I don't care if it's Flacco or Mallet. They've become kind of a very conservative dink-and-dunk offense, so I'm torn on Jeremy Macklin. Help me clarify my position. Yeah, I'm torn on it too, but I think there's upside here. In that week five before he was injured, he put up 10 fantasy points, which was his best day. Uh, He had eight targets, six catches. Then he came back. Uh, from the injury, he had 14 fantasy points on three receptions, and that 40 nothing defeat got a touchdown there. But he's been dealing with a shoulder injury this week, plus Joe Flacco's coming off a concussion. So there's a lot of negativity there, but you see sign of life. You see the 4000 bucks. You know the guy can play, and if they just got used to each other, I think this can trend upward as the season goes along, and I think Macklin against this defense uh, can be a strong play. But with the injury 
to bolt a quarterback and Jeremy Macklin, there is certainly risk involved. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I would stay away from it. Uh, my, I, I think I'm going to stay away from it. I can't trust this Ravens offense. This is Alex Collins and a defense, and they, they, they really are pretty much scheming to try to get defensive or special teams touchdowns. That's the way they want to win out there in Baltimore. Hey, Tony, when we come back, here's what we're going to do on Lineup Lock Live, which is, as always, presented by DailyRoto.com. We're going to talk about some other bargain basement options at the wide receiver position, and then we're going to talk tight ends for a little bit. This is another position that has been eviscerated, and yet we have another Baltimore Raven in that poll to discuss as well. So we're going to put together our lineups for the skill positions of Week 9, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live, and we'll also talk about the impact of the Deshaun Watson injury far and wide to all of these positions right when we come back right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Come Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're breaking down the skill positions for Week 9, fresh off of getting a little bit of cash in the NBA last night. Tony, we talked about some of these bargain wide receivers. We talked Jeremy Macklin. We also talked, uh, we're about to talk about Tyler Lockett because here's what I want to ask you. I've been getting questions all week long, Tony, about Paul Richardson. Okay, about Paul Richardson as this kind of boom or bust big play receiver who did happen to score two touchdowns last week. Now, Tony, I know and I agree with you, this idea of the recency bias. So everybody is on Paul Richardson. I believe Tyler Lockett's the actual like number two wide receiver, the guy who moves the chains and that sort of thing. But I think Richardson is the one that, you know, Russell Wilson just throws it up to and hopes that uh, he can win these 50-50 balls. Who do you like better, Lockett or Richardson and why? I think I like Richardson a little better if you're playing season long because there's more consistent throws and targets his way. But if you're playing in a daily fantasy environment and you ask me which guy can have a big day, I always get entrenched by Tyler Lockett. Uh, Richardson has the, the big days, but Tyler Lockett's the guy that can catch the ball once and go the distance. And so his athletic skill and ability is what always attracts me towards Tyler Lockett. Now, last year, it killed us fantasy owners, right? We were drafting this guy in the fifth round in drafts because he had such a great season in 2015. 2016, he flopped. And this year, he's been up and down. He's been a little banged up. But I think Richardson is the safer play of the two. Okay, fair enough. We think Richardson could be the safer play out there in Seattle behind a guy like Doug Baldwin. Tony, let me ask you about Russell Shepard. He's getting 19% of the love. As I, you know, we talked already about Devin Funches, right? Now, how do you think the rest of this team plays out? And I'm also surprised to see that there's no kind of spec play on a guy like Curtis Samuel. Yeah, so here's the reason why I take this week Shepard over Samuel. That trade just happened, right? 
Mm-hmm. And Shepard's getting more snaps than Samuel right now. If you go look at the snap count, he's getting more snaps than Samuel. I think Samuel is the guy they want. But in this week, in this matchup, I think Shepard will get on the field and Samuel will just get rise in those snap counts each and every week. If you're playing the season-long league, you want to pick up Samuel. But I think at $3,100, they both are 31 This I would take a uh, run on Shepard this week and not Samuel just for this week. So you're saying that for this week because he's already kind of has been in the flow of the offense already that it's kind of a little bit easier for him to, uh, you know, soak up that extra opportunity as opposed to someone brand new. Kind of like the same thing you were saying as it related to like Alfred Morris versus Darren McFadden, correct? Yeah, same thing there. I mean, one guy's playing. One guy's playing. They just come in. They assume that role. The least thing you want to do whenever you have a shakeup, especially in a team situation, uh, I don't know what people thought of Calvin Benjamin in that locker room or anything like that. Right. You don't want to change everybody's role. You change one guy and you put him in there. So Shepard just falls into that role automatically. He was doing that before, and then you bring Samuel along as it is, and Samuel's totally different than what they had with Benjamin. I mean, Samuel's a guy that can run and get down the field. The other guy was two hundred seventy-five pounds. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, we also hear about this sometimes when there's lines on uh, injuries on the offensive line, how sometimes they just want to plug in the backup instead of moving, say, the left yeah. tackle over to right tackle or vice versa, because then you're, you're moving, you're changing two-fifths of the offensive line instead of just one position. So you got to want to try to keep it as stable as possible, even after a shakeup like the trading deadline. All right, Tony, let's move to the tight end position. As always, listen, guys, we have this up on our poll at the Tony Singh. At Spittin' Speeds as well. Here are some of the tight ends we want to target for Week 9. We got Jack Doyle at 4,300. Jimmy Graham at 5,000. Travis Kelsey at 6,700. And then Ben Watson at 2,700. Um... This lines up, I think, for Travis Kelsey being able to eat against this Dallas defense. I mean, is there any reason why you wouldn't expect Travis Kelsey to be able to have a big game against Dallas? Dallas is actually good against the tight end. They're the second-best team at allowing points to the tight end, which is surprising to me. But a lot of that has to do with Sean Lee. So if Lee's healthy, he could be good against this tight end. But this guy is different. He's a guy that I yeah. wouldn't even worry about matchup plays. So I think he's a, he, he's definitely there. Now, Zach Ertz has Popped up on the injury defense, report. Right? Right, so that's why he didn't make the poll. Was All of a sudden, Zach Ertz out of nowhere came on the injury report as well. And basically, if you look at Denver, Denver is 30th in the league against tight ends. Yeah. So when you see the 6,800 and 6,700, if Ertz is healthy, go with Ertz out of the, if you're going to go with the, either of those two plays. Uh, both those guys uh, are $100 difference on DraftKings. And the better matchup for me is Zach Ertz. Yeah, I completely agree. When you think about Denver, you know how their run game is very stout. You know what they also offer at the cornerback position. That leaves only one option right in the middle of the field. That would be Zach Ertz. So keep an eye out. Like Tony said about uh, Zach Ertz getting popped up on the injury report late in the week. You never like to see yeah, people appear in the on the injury report on a Thursday. That means that maybe he tweaked something in practice. So definitely keep an eye out on that. See what kind of work if he gets in a limited or a full practice. Keep an eye on Zach Ertz when the Eagles release their practice report tomorrow. All right, right now, Tony, the people 
Uh, 40% of them, at least, are favoring Jack Doyle at 4,300. Now, to me, this once again is recency bias personified. Jack Doyle had his bet, what is probably going to be the best game of his career, last week with over 120 yards. Now they play the Houston Texans this week. Um, I'm off Jack Doyle. I have a better idea that I'm going to bounce off you in a second at the tight end position, Tony. But tell me why do you think the people are loving Jack Doyle? I'll tell you what, a lot of it is the last game, but that's not the entire thing. Jacoby Brissett's number one receiver is Jack Doyle. The targets are insane. 14 targets in the last game, 7 against Jacksonville, 11 against Tennessee, 7 against Seattle. He's putting up decent numbers against good defenses. I mean, Jacksonville and Seattle and Cincinnati in that mix, those are good defenses that he put up those numbers against. Mm -hmm. So now he's got a defense that's injury-riddled. I mean, they got bid up for 40 points last week. I think Jack Doyle's a good play again this week. All right, so you like Jack Doyle. I, I kind of am going to go off him. I think it's a little bit of uh, – I think he'll be over-owned. I think it's, you know, because he had a big oh, game because he had a big game last week. The last guy I want to ask you about on the poll is Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham with four touchdowns in his last three games. They get the Washington football team traveling to Seattle. Do you think he can get in the end zone again this week? He's got a lot of uh, Will Fuller situation going on here right now. Right. He had four catches, two touchdowns, one, uh, three catches, one touchdown, six catches, one touchdown. That one's all right. Uh, in the last, so he has four touchdowns in the last three games. Um, and you take those points, and he's got 15, 14, and 19. It's a good thing that they're targeting him. But, man, if he doesn't get a touchdown – you're looking at six or seven points here, and I'm a little scared of that. So I think he's a decent play. I wouldn't go crazy, and I think people are going crazy over Jimmy Graham. And he's another guy that's a little banged up. He's been banged up the whole year. I think he's been banged up for years uh, with an ankle injury. But I don't love him. I don't love him at all. All right, fair enough. The last guy in this poll that we want to talk about real quick is Benjamin Watson. Ben Watson, listen, he is – Maybe the most heavily and consistent targeted skill player of the Baltimore Ravens. But I, I, let me tell you yes. something. I truly believe that the way the Ravens are going to try to win this game is by running the ball and playing stout defense. To me, it's an Alex Collins week for the Ravens, not anything in the past game. Because I, I don't trust Joe Flacco. I don't even think he should be outside the cold, dark, quiet room just yet. You know, here's the interesting part. You could be right, but you got to throw the ball a little, no matter what. What, it is, what are you gonna do, right? And at twenty seven hundred dollars, we don't need a whole hell of a lot here. If we can get ten fantasy points, we'll be happy and we'll go home and we'll move on. So he is a punt play option for you. And if he ever gets in the end zone, you can really hit a home run here. And he did get in the end zone in that forty nothing route. He only had six yards in that game. Six yards. So, I mean, that's the tough part there with Ben Watson. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, I told you I've got a tight end that I think is good value. Are you waiting for him? You know that you know that I I, I like you to keep it clean. I know you know that I like you to be safe. You do not want to catch a case of VD, but I do think VD could be viable this week. We already have word that the Redskins do not expect Jordan Reed to play. And to be honest, Vernon Davis, in my opinion, was viable even if Jordan Reed did. 
did play. Now with the news that he may not play, and especially going up against Seattle, you know that you know Sherman and whoever their other cornerback is can probably take away these ex-wide receivers with all the drama around Terrell Pryor and uh, Josh Dotson. I kind of think this is going to be Chris Thompson, Jamison Crowder, and Vernon Davis. So why not Vernon Davis at a you know, pretty a pretty cheap price? All right, so I would say Vernon Davis is not a bad play because they feature the tight end in that offense. They feature the right. running backs. The problem is the wide receivers. They finally got a wide receiver off, Jamison Crowder, and now it's looking like he's not even going to play this week right, he's because not he's banged up. But here's, here's what Seattle shut down Ryan Griffin last week. And when I thought they would go after him uh, there in the tight end position, and they're in the middle of pack there uh, defensively against tight end. So I'm really interested to see how Vernon Davis does. I don't think it's a bad play, to tell you the truth. I would play him over Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I actually, I agree. I think, like you said, you know, Jamison Crowder, who could have been that shifty two-way ghost slot guy, he's a little bit banged up. Both of their outside receivers are blunt guts trash to me. They continue to defecate the mattress on a weekly basis. If the Washington football team wants to move the ball on Sunday, I think it's going to be Chris Thompson and Vernon Davis. If you're playing tonight, tonight's field, mm. uh, I like Austin Safarian Jenkins for all the people out there. A little, they're 26th in the league, uh, Buffalo Bills, at covering the tight end. Safarian Jenkins is averaging 11 fantasy points per game. He's become a fantasy darling. Fair enough. That's what it is here on Line of Block Live. The Tony Sincata. He's got what you need, whether you say he is just the friend or not. When we come back, we're going to tell you about a great trivia contest we're doing here on the network. Another way, you can go on up to Minnesota and check out Justin Timberlake at halftime. It's Dave Martinez and Tony Sincata. Line of Block Live. Come on right back. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Texans owner Bob McNair, interestingly enough, says he has signed off on working out Colin Kaepernick. You don't know if this guy can actually play in the NFL at this stage. They're almost forced to put him on the roster. Maybe he's not one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, but he's probably one of the best 96 quarterbacks in the world. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Line of Block Live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And Tony, you know, we talk about DKMS and how we're collaborating with them to help raise awareness about how to fight blood cancer. We're doing a trivia contest here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you got to do is answer four questions right, and you'll get tickets for two up to the big game with Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. But here's the thing. They've did it, they did it already this week on On Target Fantasy. They did it on Fantasy BFFs. Nobody has gotten past the second level of questions, Tony. I have confidence that my fantasy freestyle callers and listeners might be able to do a little bit better. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you, well, they can't do worse, right? So Fair. they're going to have to uh, step up the game. And they're going to have to uh, you know, put their head in the books and just start going fact over fact over fact. You ever wonder about those guys that memorize pages like all the time, like they can just go and they memorize everything? I'd like to be one of those guys. Those photographic memories? 
Yeah. All right, That'd and uh, cool. we got one. We got one note real quick, Tony. On Thursday night football tonight, the recently acquired Kelvin Benjamin for the Bills is inactive tonight for Thursday night football. Forty-eight hours after his trade, they're not ready to roll him out there in Buffalo just yet. That's crazy, man. Get him out there. Let's see what the guy got, right? I mean, this ain't oral surgery. Get him out there. Tell him to go straight a couple times. Yeah, I think in the red zone, when they're inside the 10, they could be like, hey, we're throwing the fade to you. And I think that would still work. Hey, Tony, let me ask you this, because, you know, sometimes I like to go on over to mybookie.ag and drop a couple of shekels on things. Um, With this news today about Deshaun Watson. Who do you put in the driver's seat to win the AFC South? Do you think it could be Cat Scratch Fever, or would you put it on Exotic Smash Mouth or Cat Scratch Fever? I, I had the Jaguars call me this week trying to get me to get, a, get some tickets, right? And right. I'm like, man, it's a tough time getting tickets. I said, the whole town's like, uh, up this uh, they're in first place, right? And people aren't going to games because of the national anthem. That's how crazy it is, and that's how insane it is. But I would think that the Tennessee Titans are the favorite in this division. They've been banged up all year with Mariota, Delaney Walker, uh, the running back, DeMarco Murray. I think they get healthy and they win this division. All right, fair enough. At the Tony Sincata, still going with exotic smash mouth. Tony, I had the Titans winning this division at the beginning of the year. I had them at 9-7, and seven, which would be good enough to win this division at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to stick with it as well. Although, you know, it's interesting now as teams fall by the wayside the other two teams in that division do not have their starting quarterbacks also we heard today Andrew Luck is on IR and will in fact miss the rest of the season but we could have told you that about 10 weeks ago I think to be quite honest the Indianapolis Colts were uh, uh, dishonest with their fans because I think they knew this the whole damn time yeah, absolutely. I, I'll tell you what, though. He went to four or five different doctors now. So I wonder if there's trust gone between Andrew mm-hmm. Luck and the Indianapolis Colts uh, situation. there, And that's something to watch on how this plays out for next year, uh, if he'll be back in an Indianapolis uniform. Yeah, I completely agree. Hey, Tony, tomorrow we got a big football Friday. Are we doing the people's lineup? How many games do we got in the NBA? Are we pulling double duty here? Or do we got to make a lineup yeah. for the people in that post-pattern contest? So basically, we're going to do the people's lineup. We'll talk football tomorrow night. But at the end of the show, in the last four minutes, I'll give you a basketball lineup for all you guys that are going to play there. And make sure you go to iTunes uh, and go to DFS today. We'll give you some information there as well. So you got football tomorrow night. We'll give you a basketball lineup, and we'll win twice. All right, fair enough. That's what I like. I like double the winning, double the money, double the fun with Tony Sincata and Dane Martinez. That's how we do it on Lineup Lock Live. We get you a little bit of cash on basketball early in the week. We set you up to win a little bit of cash in week nine. We're going to make the people's lineup tomorrow. Follow along on the polls to see what the people are doing. But we'll give out Tony's lineup. You'll get Speeds, the Spitting Statisticians lineup. And it'll also give you an NBA lineup. So much cash to be swimming in. And this weekend, you'll get an extra hour to spend it at the bar as well. All the cash you win. Come on, check us out tomorrow. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network. See you tomorrow, Tony.